Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different things that happen in my life. And honestly, I think a lot of different things that happen in a lot of guys' lives. Things with my kids and my family, things to do with my mental and physical health, parenting struggles I have, tips that I come across, as well as a few random guy topics and other thoughts thrown in there to kind of mix it up a little bit. So I hope some of that really resonates with you or at least you enjoy hearing me talk about. So anyways, thank you for being here today. Now, got my coffee this morning, recording earlier than I usually do, and I wanted to talk about something that I've talked about in depth before, way back in episode 30, and that was side hustles and making a little extra money. I'll probably have some repeats from that show in this show, so hopefully that doesn't bother anybody, but... I think they're worth saying again. So what got me thinking about this whole topic again, almost a year and a half later, is, well, that episode actually did pretty well. It seemed like you guys really enjoyed it. I got quite a few listens on it, so I figured I could expand on it a little bit, maybe give a little more information. Also, this is something that I think about quite frequently. Not necessarily just making money. It's not like I'm worried about that all the time, and that's always in my brain. But I tend to get ideas and thoughts about how to help other people doing things to contribute monetary to my family. So yeah, a little bit of money there. As well as grow my skills and just do things for myself. Because when I do things for myself and I feel like I'm contributing, that makes me feel good. Things like digging my own downspouts for drains on my house. Possibly installing a new sprinkler system in my yard myself. I know that's typically a huge job that companies do, but maybe I can hone my skills and actually figure that out. Maybe hanging a garage door opener, and I actually did that. Fixing engines and things that's in my wheelhouse of stuff, since I'm a former mechanic and diesel mechanic, that's my trade, so that stuff is really in my wheelhouse. So I guess I'm kind of in that mode quite often. I think it's a good mental mode to be in, the, the make money mode, but not necessarily make money, but help somebody out, grow your skills, grow yourself kind of mode. So that's, I think, why I think about this all the time. Also, what triggered this, and oh man, triggered my favorite word, right? Well, I was hearing things about this younger generation, and I'm not trying to beat up on the Gen Zs or even my own generation, the millennial. I just hear stories about how they don't want to work and how they don't want to put in the time to, you know, advance at a company. They want to be hired in at the top position that they want immediately. They don't feel the need to start at the bottom and work their way up like I remember doing and I think a lot of people remember doing. Or they want to quote-unquote quiet quit like I talked about quite a while ago, do the minimum and do what they're just paid to do. Which, that's also fine too. If you don't want to advance in a company, then by all means do that. So I want to talk about that briefly and then get into some different ways and new ways to maybe make some extra cash. And if you're a work with your hands type of guy like myself, then great. I, I can find and I can talk about and explain those things a little easier than the creative route or that white collar type of work. But don't worry, I think I've got a few things to throw in at the end of the show, kind of cover those bases as well. Fun show. I'm just trying to have a, you know, fun show. I'll probably complain a little bit, but we'll see how it goes. 
All right, so first off, what I have noticed in my experience anyways, my personal experience in working with people as well as knowing some of these people personally, and it tends to be the younger ones, and I'm not saying it's just them. Like I said, I'm not picking on anyone, but some of them just expect the world when they start a job or they want to be that top dog, that top position right away when they start. They're almost upset when they aren't there immediately. Does that make sense? And I don't know if that's just young ambition, which, you know, maybe they're young and naive and that's how they think it works. But a lot of times I almost see an anger or a resentment toward others that are higher up. And the newbie complains that this job isn't what they thought or they aren't moving up fast enough or why does that guy get to do that and I'm over here doing this. And it's like, well, homie over there put in his time. Homie over there has been here a long time and he's doing what he needs to do to advance, right? And it's like, well, sorry, dude, you just took a job sweeping floors. And that's great that you want to manage a shop or manage employees and move up, but that's not going to happen overnight. This is where you start. And I think I've had this conversation with some people before, and they almost don't want to hear it. You know, I just say, do the best job you can, do the best job in your role. Then you watch and you listen and you learn from the people around you. Same thing that I did when I started in the mechanic field. I don't have any special training. I just worked with other people and I watched and I listened and I learned. You can't just quiet quit, as they like to say. And I did do a show on that. I already mentioned that. I did it quite a few months ago. But you can't do that and expect to not only grow your role, but grow yourself as a person, if that makes sense. So if you just do the minimum, you're not going to grow your role. You're not going to grow yourself. You're not going to expand your opportunities. And I can't remember what I talked about in that show. So if I contradict myself today from what I said back then, then so be it. I guess my thoughts change or can change. But I think that growing yourself part is, is a really important aspect, especially as a young person. Soak up the knowledge of others' experience. Humble yourself a little bit and just, like I said, just do the best job that you can in whatever role you have. Hire on to change oil in a shop. And granted, I'm talking a lot of shop talk because that's been a lot of my experience in the past 15 or so years. But you hire on to change oil at a shop or roll tires around. Do that at the best of your ability and do the best and cleanest job that you can. Take pride in that entry-level job. That's a low-level job in automotive. Being in the atmosphere you want to be in and being proud that you're there and that you're learning. And I'm not saying just go in and kiss everyone's ass and, you know, think every ground that they walk on is holy. You don't have to do that, but don't act like you don't give a shit either. I see a lot of that, or I saw a lot of that back when I worked, is chip on the shoulder, these people walking around like they just don't care, like they don't need the job, or they're upset that they're not advancing. That can be just the worst attribute in a coworker. Complaining and moping and bitching about everything. It's just, oh, like, that brings your coworkers down, that brings the morale down, and it just isn't good. And like I said, changing oil as a mechanic in a shop and moving trucks around or whatever is usually the lowest job, right ahead of the floor sweeper. But if you show ambition and do good work and just be pleasant, you will move up. Believe me, I, I was there. I used to change oil for a living. It was on heavy equipment and it sucked big time. I was out in the mud, out in the field, getting dirty and filthy every single day. But 
I slowly moved up to different jobs, to cleaner jobs. So it pays to put in the time. And this goes with any job. You're going to have to wipe some asses at some point as a nurse's aide before you become a nurse. You're going to have to change a bedpan. You're going to have to do the most basic thing and work your way up. That's just the way it goes. So real quick, why do young people have this perspective? Well, I actually came across a podcast clip of this guy named Ryan. I can't remember the show, but I'll link it in the description if you want to check it out. And he had a pretty interesting take. Let me play you that clip. For the most part, we all have similar opportunities, right? Some people have a leg up, some people have a leg down. But in the grand scheme of the world, you might have to work a little harder than the guy next to you. But like, nobody's going to be like, no, your hair is brown. You cannot be a billionaire, right? Like we've seen billionaires of every creed, race, color, whatever, right? Like that just, they exist. But I think we're telling too many people, you can be a CEO, you can be a billionaire, you can be a millionaire, whatever it may be. Like not everybody's going to be that, right? You still need a waitress. You Mm -hmm. still need a guy to work at the car wash. You still need a guy to work at the convenience store. Like we're still going to need that. Most of us started at a low level job, right? Like I was spraying off golf carts at a golf course. Waiting for guys that apparently needed three more holes after it got dark. I just wanted to go home. Yeah. Like you start there. And that's okay. We're always gonna need somebody to go there though. So if you got these kids that are watching this guy online telling you, like, nah, screw everybody, you know, start buying crypto, crowdfund <laughs> right. this, you're gonna be a yeah. uh, print on demand, uh, drop shipper, and all this stuff. That kid's never gonna wanna start at that entry level job. And we're gonna start that's why we have a lot of people not working, is because they mm-hmm. think, no, I'm gonna be CEO next week. Yeah. I kind of agree with him. We do need people to fill those entry-level jobs. That's what they are, entry-level. In my opinion, they are temporary. We transition out of them as we learn and grow and advance our careers. And I do agree. The info that people get from the internet make it seem like, oh, you just do this easy thing and make a bunch of money. And it's just not that way. Buy someone's program. Buy someone's course. This could be you. Learn how to do Amazon affiliate, blah, blah, blah. Which, yes, I do Amazon affiliate stuff with my other YouTube channel, and it makes me like $4 a month or something. Not even that much. It's ridiculous. So, yes, if you get it on a huge scale, but a lot of people aren't going to get that on a huge scale. It's just, I don't think it's going to happen. Also, like Inc. Magazine said, among a bunch of others, priorities have shifted in the workforce, and the younger generations don't want to climb that corporate ladder path. They just don't want to do it. In a recent survey of 3,000 people, they found that career progression had become less important and workers actually avoided promotions, which avoiding a promotion means less stress, but also means less money and less seniority. So instead of going for these promotions, they're doing other things for themselves. They're finding happiness in other things. It's pretty interesting that that generation is kind of doing that. But I'll link that article in the description if you want to check it out. So yes, the thought and the perception has kind of shifted. Also, I initially thought that this was new. Like we always think that, oh, this quitting, everyone, nobody wants to work. It's new. It's not new. Political scientist Paul Fieri, Fari, I don't know how to say his name, but he posted on Twitter over a year ago, a bunch of news clippings from every decade going back to the 1920s. And all of the headlines are essentially the same, or there's always the same passage in there. No one wants to work. All the way back from the 20s, all the way to today. Granted, circumstances are different. Things happen in our past that are different than today. But the thought that nobody wants to work as a new phenomenon is not the case. All right, so a little side derailment. I did not realize 
that I had so much to talk about on that, kind of uh, went down the rabbit hole. But anyways, let's actually get into what the title of this episode is about. Some interesting ways to make a little money. Side hustles, as people like to say. Now, some of these things are what I have already done or would like to do myself. So they may be a little more focused on working with your hands and doing labor, since that's what I'm good at. But I will try to throw in a couple other options as well, like I mentioned. First one, maybe no surprise, but that's buying and fixing and flipping things for a profit. Me, I like to kind of stick to the mechanical engine-driven things. I talked about this last time, but it's easy and it works, or at least for me it is. Like that snowblower that I bought a couple years ago. Okay, so I didn't sell it for a profit, but I can if I want to. I bought it for 40 bucks. And I know at the right time of the year, I could sell it for 200 or 250 or more and make really good money on it. But it's actually been something that has been very useful to me living here in Indiana. So that's why I've kind of hung on to it. But this stuff pops up all the time on for sale pages all over the place. Cheap, needing repair, needing gas even. Sometimes it's super simple stuff and people would rather just buy a new one than mess with fixing an old one or even attempting to look at it. You'd be surprised at the amount of people that don't know how to work on this stuff or they don't even want to try. They, they say, oh, it doesn't run and they don't even want to mess with it. And I'm not saying that they're dumb or they're incompetent. They just don't know some of this mechanical stuff or they don't have the time like I do. And I enjoy doing it. So that's why I tinker with it. I actually just got a riding lawnmower running for a neighbor of mine the other day. They were actually looking for someone to pay to come and fix it, like a big company to come out and service it and check it out, which that would have cost easily a few hundred dollars. So I said, hey, I'll walk down and I'll come check it out. Well, the battery was dead. It was leaking gas out of the carburetor pretty bad. So I had a jump box to get it to crank. I had a few hand tools to check the spark plug and fix the stuck float in the carburetor bowl. And after 20 minutes, it was running just fine. Totally perfect. They didn't need to call anybody. Now they can cut their grass. Now I did that for free, but that's easily something I could charge to do. You know, 25 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour, something like that. I could make a little bit of money on it. And yes, in the grand scheme, you know, business licenses and insurance and all that stuff come into play if you, you know, get that big or whatever. But honestly little handyman stuff like this for neighbors or friends or just as a side gig, I think you could get away with not having to, you know, do that. And actually speaking of handyman stuff, that is another really good one as well. I actually hung a garage door opener for another friend of mine. I could have easily charged a couple hundred bucks to do that. It took a good three or four hours and that's a moneymaker. So there are a lot of opportunities out there if you have a little bit of know-how. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, downspout bearing or gutter cleaning, pressure washing, all really good and easy side gigs to do for the neighbors and for your friends. And also the buying and selling and flipping doesn't have to be mechanical stuff either. If you're more of an artist and you're into painting and fixing stuff, you could buy furniture. You could buy little tchotchke things for a house. You could buy decor, scuff it up a little bit, paint it some kind of cool color do a design pattern on it, and you could flip it and sell it on a marketplace or something like that and make a couple bucks. That's something you could do as well. 
Now, the next thing that I haven't done yet, but I'm actually really thinking about doing it, is offering up the use of my truck. I have a big diesel 4x4, big box, four doors. It's a big truck. It comes in really, really handy, and I think it would come in really handy for a lot of other people as well. And I'm not talking about renting it out like Turo does, which is also a good option. That's a car rental place that you can rent your own car and set your own price. And I think you even get insurance through them. So that's an option too. But I'm not talking about doing that. I think I would advertise the use of my truck as a tool to do some kind of moving service with me driving it. Haul someone's trailer. Haul someone's camper to the campground or the boat to the lake. Haul somebody's furniture. Maybe bring them yard supplies in the spring. Everyone in my neighborhood right now is mulching their yards and getting bags of of yard stuff so I can make a couple Home Depot runs and uh, make a couple of bucks right there. Even hauling off junk or trash that someone doesn't want to deal with. There are just, I don't know, quite a few possibilities that come to mind. And I think if I price myself right, I think people would actually use the service. A good friend of mine actually bought himself a nice hydraulically actuated dump trailer to tow with his truck because he needed to get a load of gravel dropped off at his house. And it was such a small load that nobody was willing to do it for him. So he said to heck with it. He went and bought his own trailer and he started hauling material for himself and for other people. And he said it's actually working out really, really well. He's doing what those big companies won't do. I think that's pretty smart. He's making some money at it. And the thing is, is I'm not looking to do this or any of these things full time. So you could easily fit it in wherever when I run my own errands or when I do my own thing. And it could just be as much or as little as I wanted to do. I actually just came across this company called GoShare. And you can partner you and your vehicle whether it be a truck or a van or a car, to do deliveries at your leisure. They say trucks can make upwards of 70 bucks an hour. So I don't know, that doesn't sound too bad to me. And you can work whenever you want. You can pick whatever you want to haul. So I think it comes across an app or something like that, and you can choose what you want to do. And another app I just found too is called Truck It, which kind of does the same thing, and you can actually name your own price. So that's kind of neat. And I think all these carry their own insurance, so you're covered in that aspect. And for the record, I have never used any of these companies or apps or anything, so I have no idea how well they actually work. It could be like Uber, and I don't know, have you seen some of those people driving for Uber anymore? It seems like they freaking hate what they do. So Uber used to be cool, and now it seems like a drag. All right, the next one I got is doing some of those things that most people don't want to do. And I know I am going to just list a bunch of shit jobs that people hate, but hey, if you need some extra money and you've got the time, then what's the problem, right? If you're willing to work, then what's the problem? I already mentioned pressure washing, but I really think that is a good one to get into, especially if you already have a pressure washer that you use for your own stuff around your house. Put it to work for you. Wash people's driveways, sidewalks, pressure wash their decks or even their houses, or you could even wash some cars or whatever. Many people need and want those things done, yet they don't have the equipment to do it. So it could be a real easy way to make some cash with stuff you already own. I mean, you got some gas for your, your pressure washer, you hook it up to their hose, if that's cool, and uh, you, you go to town. I don't see a problem there. Same goes for like cleaning windows or even house cleaning if you really want to like, that's, they kind of sound like a job. They're not really a side gig. It's like, but I mean, 
you could you could do it on the side and it could turn into a job. Who knows? And you could hire some high school kids to do it for you. I don't know. I'm thinking outside the box here. I'm just trying to come up with a lot of things. I hate cleaning windows though. And I know you probably hate cleaning windows. So I really think that there is some money to be made there in that stuff. People don't want to do it. So they're going to pay others to do it. I actually saw this kid on YouTube and he was going door to door and he was selling window cleaning jobs, selling his service. He was kind of annoying, but he was making money and getting clients saying, hey, I'll wash all your windows for 200 bucks or I'll do this for that. And you don't need a whole lot of equipment to do that job either. All right. So let me shift gears here a little bit and get out of the manual labor side of this podcast today. Talk about some things that people that don't want to get dirty can do. If you're a teacher or were a teacher or even someone who is just really knowledgeable about a particular subject, then you can be a tutor. When the pandemic hit and kids were out of school, I remember seeing all over my neighborhood website and the town website, it was parents willing to pay handsomely for someone to come and tutor their kids in math and English and whatever else you could think of. I was honestly quite shocked at what they were willing to pay for something like this. And even like picking up and dropping off from summer camps or other activities, if you're willing to do that, that gets a little different and you actually have to, you know, deal with kids and and all that. It didn't really sound good, but you know what I mean? So you can also do that. And it looks like there are plenty of websites too and apps for this as well. One called Podia.com. It looks like they have all the tools set up on the site to do transactions, sell courses, do webinars. So if you want to get into the online tutoring and not the in-person tutoring, there's options out there. And tutoring doesn't have to be just academics either. It could be anything. It could be teaching kids or adults how to sew. It could be guitar lessons. It could be cooking lessons. If you're passionate about a certain subject and people are interested in it and you know how to teach it or you think you could teach it, I think you could make money doing that, especially online at your leisure. All right, the next one is taking online surveys or taking part in research groups. Now, I haven't done this, which I haven't done a lot of these, but right when I moved to Indiana, I came across a site. It was called Hair and Research or something like that. And they did market research or they do market research and they do opinions and, and all that stuff. And they would actually pay you for sharing your opinion on products and different services. Sit in focus group, take surveys or even try products and get paid. Granted, I don't know how much they pay because, again, I never went through with the process. Like a lot of these things, I haven't done them, but they do interest me. So just take a look in your area, wherever you live, and I imagine there's going to be a similar one that you could probably try. I remember when I looked on their website or they sent me an email saying, hey, there's this new research you know, group you can get into, and they were asking me about fast food and restaurants that I had eaten at locally. So it could be anything. It could be kind of fun. could pay a couple of shekels, but something to check out. Also, you can do this online as well. I've seen some apps like Eureka, Zap, or Google Opinion Rewards, and you can sign up on there and take surveys and things and make a few bucks. And yes, it could be just a few dollars because I don't think this is something you're going to get rich off of, but if you have a couple hours to kill, 
maybe you could make enough money to buy a $5 foot long. So I don't know, just uh, throwing some ideas out there. All right, last one I'm going to mention, and again, haven't done this one either, but doing freelance stuff. Now, what is freelance stuff? Well, if you have skills like writing or graphic design or social media management, and you have some free time, you can offer your services on platforms like Upwork or Fiverr and make a little bit of money. For freelance writer, for instance, I've read it can actually be kind of lucrative if you really get into it and do it enough. If you have a few hours to write about something you're passionate about, or if you want to do some proofreading, businesses and websites hire that stuff out, proofreaders out. So you can check documents for them, you can read their articles, and if you love to read and can catch little mistakes, then you can easily make some money at it. I think the freelance writer one, they said it's good to have a blog or something like that so then people can sample your writing and then you can start writing articles for other people and they actually pay you on a word count. So maybe 10 cents a word or 15 cents a word or something like that. So it could turn into a decent amount of money depending on how many words you write. But anyone can do this stuff. If you work and you have some time on the side, then you can, you can step into it. If you're a stay-at-home parent like myself, you got a lot more time than someone that works every day. So also, if you're a young person or a kid, it could be a way to make a little extra money. And I think it's great to tell our kids about stuff like this. Get them excited about making money. Get them excited about learning new things and working for themselves in a sense. And I think you could even do some of the tried and true side hustles with your kids. Walking dogs, pet sitting for your neighbors, picking up trash, or picking up the lovely dog do, shoveling snow. Those are all things that, honestly, kids could do to make a little money or you could do with your kids. It's great to show them how to work for themselves, like I said, and do hard work and work their way up to better things. Maybe we can kind of change their perspective early so they aren't negative about jobs when they get older and they want to work hard. Anyways, that's about all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. I hope I gave you some decent ideas on making use of your free time and some good ideas on making some good side money if that's what you're looking to do. I will list all the sites and apps in the description, so if you want to check them out and maybe take part in them, the links will be in the description. And remember, I have no affiliation with any of these websites or apps. They're just things that I came across and I thought somebody could use. So I'm not being paid by anyone. I haven't really tried any of them. So do so at your own risk. Also, if you have any questions or comments for me about today's show, please reach out to me on podbean.com or over on my Instagram account at stayathomedads underscore podcast. And if you do some of these ideas, let me know how much money you make. Let me know how much money you get for doing a survey or for doing some freelance writing. Or if you found something cool on Marketplace and you bought it and sold it, let me know how much money you got out of it. So, all right. Thank you for listening once again, and I will talk to you all next week.